Today we're talking about love. The word love is described in so many different ways. Some make sense. Some are just silly. Some talk about love. Some try to define love. Some of these you may have heard of well and others may be new to you. Love is blind. Love is in the air. All you need is love. Love is like war, easy to begin and hard to end. Not sure about that one. Love means differences can be worked out. Love is reaching your dreams together. Our love is like dividing by zero. It can't be defined. That kind of feels more like a bad pickup line. Yeah, it does. While some of those could be true, it's really difficult to define love. What makes up love? What are the necessary components of love? What are the attributes of love in a healthy marriage? So in this episode, we're going to attempt to break it down and bring a little bit more clarity. Hello, welcome to the Artist Spousing Podcast. We are thankful that you're taking time to listen to the show. Yeah, we really are. And you know, Lisa, we get comments all the time about the podcast and all that feedback is helpful as we continue to develop and grow the podcast. Love it. Now, the reason we're doing the podcast is because we believe that every marriage has the potential to be a masterpiece, revealing this unique God-designed purpose. And we know personally that a work of art doesn't just appear, but it's intentionally crafted and shaped. Our desire is to consistently provide you with tools and practices and examples of healthy marriage that will help your relationship not just survive, but truly thrive. So before we jump into today's content, we want to let you know about an incredible tool that we're offering for your marriage. If you're looking for that one thing that could be the game changer for your relationship, then the Marriage Reboot Retreat is just for you. If you want a greater connection with your spouse, if you are tired of feeling stuck in the same old, same old, if you desire to feel the thrill of fun and discovery again, like you did when you first met, we can help. We support couples to reconnect, recharge, and re-engage to pursue their life purpose together. The Marriage Reboot Retreat by Married for a Purpose is a private, intensive experience for you and your spouse working exclusively with Lisa and I for two consecutive full days. At the end of the two days, you will walk away with a unified purpose for your marriage and a holistic vision for your marriage and family supported with a real action plan. If you would like to find out more information about the Marriage Reboot Retreat, you can set up a discovery call with James and I and we will tell you more about it. The link is in the show notes or you can direct message us on Instagram at artespousing and we will send you a link to schedule a discovery call. I recently asked a couple who had been married over 60 years, amazing, what would the two of you say has been the key to longevity in marriage? In unison, they both said love. Now, I would agree 100%, but I really wondered, what does love look like? Right. Like, how practically does it play out day in and day out? How would they define it? We know it can't be reduced to simple one-liners. However, James, when we asked ourselves this question of our 30 years of love, we see that there's some basics, some foundations to a healthy love marriage. So as we were processing our own marriage journey in light of the word love, we listed a variety of aspects, attributes, and some actions. As we were researching, James, you came upon this scientific understanding of love, which I always like when there's facts to... Because it's not just science, it's art, right? Oh, I see you like what that? you did there. You and I totally resonated with this from the perspective of our marriage story. So why don't we unpack the construct and weave into it some of our own personal learnings and experiences? Yeah. So it's called the Triangular Model of Love, and it was introduced by Robert Sternberg in 1986. So I'm going to attach a PDF with an image, and we're going to modify it a bit for our conversation. But for now, imagine the triangle, and each side of the triangle 
has a key word that represents a component of love. So the first side rests at the bottom of the triangle, and it's the word commitment. The second side of the triangle is leaning on the left side, and it is emotional intimacy. And then the third side of the triangle leaning on the right side is the word passion. Now, we like this model because it provides a solid structure for understanding the essentials to love share between husband and wife, a man and a woman. So for the next few minutes, we want to unpack each component. We believe these three essentials will help you establish a strong, healthy, vibrant love in your marriage relationship. You can't develop what you can't define. The big idea is that these three are not independent of one another, but rather the strength is in the connection and the interplay of all three. There are seasons where one side may be stronger than the other, but the ideal is they would all be growing and developing equally. Now, I appreciate the grace that allows for there to be different seasons and for it to be a little bit cattywampus. I'm not even sure if that's a word, Lisa. Well, it in fact is a word. It's not just a Southern saying. It means off kilter, lopsided. However, cattywampus should be a snapshot within the movie reel of our married life. So, okay, let's jump into the first component, the word commitment. So commitment is established on the big day, the wedding day, but it has to be maintained in the everyday following the one day. So commitment in a marriage relationship is really a choice, and it's a choice you make every day. You and your spouse made the decision and promised, for better or worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do you part, and that you would be committed to and love one another. One of the fundamental practices of the art of spousing is to practice keeping those promises every day, to stay committed to each other when all gets quote unquote, worse, when financial hardship happens, when sickness comes between here and now and death, those things are bound to happen. All of those things. That's why commitment is the foundation of the triangle. Without commitment, a marriage cannot thrive. Yeah. So let me add another dimension to this discussion. You know, in the English language, we have one word for love love, right? In the Greek language, there are actually seven words for love. So the word love you use to talk about how you love your dog is different from the word you would use to talk about how you love your lover. Thankfully. Yeah, that's right. If we were to apply dimensions of love with each of the three components of the triangle, you would use the word pragma, the Greek word pragma, which means committed or companion love to talk about Commitment it is a love built on commitment, understanding, and long-term interest, like building the family. However, we think the better word for the kind of commitment that builds a strong marriage is agape, mm-hmm. which is characterized by unconditional positive regard, acceptance, faithfulness, and commitment. And this is the kind of committed love that Jesus Christ demonstrated for all of us. It's a self-sacrificial love. So agape love portrays the love of Christians for other persons, and it corresponds to the love of God for each of us. So this is an unselfish love of one to another without any sexual implications. So you think about this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, the apostle Paul writes that husbands should love their wives just as Christ loved the church, and he gave himself for her. The word he uses here is actually husbands should agapeo your wife just as Christ agapeo the church mm-hmm. and gave himself for her. So this is the way that we're supposed to be committed to one another. There's three things about this kind of love that we see in this verse. First of all, it's divine because this love originates from God himself. Secondly, it's self-sacrificing. 
It's oriented to someone else. And then the third thing is it's one way. It's love that's given whether or not love is returned. James, did you write those things down? I did write those things down. Because <laughs> I think we can, you can practice those of just one-way love toward me. That's what I was thinking about. I think I do a good job. <laughs> you do do a good job. It really is actually beautiful. As Christians, we see the perfect model in this Christ sacrifice, which is defined full surrender, giving up for the sake of something else. So Christ, full surrender, giving up his life for the sake of something else, and that something else was us. His death on the cross made a way for us to reestablish a relationship with God. Romans 5, 8 describes this aspect of love through his commitment to us when it says, God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ's commitment to us is not because we behaved well, have the best attitude, and respond properly to life's difficult situations. His love is unconditional. As humans, we can't operate, we know this, James, 100% unconditional love to one another, but it sets the standard and model to pursue. That's right. So pursuing, working at, measuring against the way Christ loves us lays a foundation of commitment. Again, we are trying to define it so that we can develop it. That's right. And Christ's unconditional love defines what we actually are pursuing. Agape love. That's good. So that word commitment is foundational to a strong, healthy love relationship and marriage. Yeah. So we have the base of the triangle. Right. So now let's look at the first side, which is emotional intimacy. Again, if we were to pull from the Greek understanding of love, there are two aspects of love, affection and friendship. The word for affection is storge. This word describes a familial affection and care. Storge is an expression of love that holds meaning to the spouse on the receiving end. So this is where something like five love languages comes into play and why we emphasize the importance of understanding your spouse's love language. So if you've not done this, we highly recommend you read up on the love languages and increase this area of your love in your marriage story. So we included a great resource by Gary Chapman in the show notes. But again, storge is an expression of love that holds meaning to your spouse on the receiving end. But to fully understand emotional intimacy side of the construct, we combine storge, affection, with the Greek word phileo, meaning friendship. And this is the aspect of knowing and being known. When I think of phileo, friendship, and love, I instantly think of two of my long-standing girlfriends. I've known them for almost 25 years. I know Bethany does not like raw tomatoes. Or tree frogs. Or tree frogs. So I don't put them in her salad. Tree frogs or tomatoes. (laughs) And she cannot drive and talk at the same time or she'll get lost. So either I drive or I tell her where to turn because I know her. That's right. I am known by my friend Julie. She knows within minutes of me walking in a room if I'm okay or not. She picks up easily on my body language and my countenance. Even when I try to fake it, it's all good. I am known by her. Clearly, this type of friendship is intensified in marriage. This knowing and being known goes to a whole other level. This friendship between husband and wife grows as time goes on. More experiences increase the depth of intimacy in this area. Yeah, exactly. So there's a genuine desire to care for one another, affection, and know and be known friendship. 
and freedom to share dreams, wins, disappointments, and hurts. So we easily say, Lisa, that we are each other's best friends, right? Yes. And these two aspects are key components of love to make up the side of the triangle representing emotional intimacy. I totally agree. You're my very best friend. We just told a young couple the other night, it's so cool when you get married, it's like living with your best friend. And that's true. So as friends, I feel safe to share with you as I would a friend, and we share this mutual affection with one another. Okay, so when commitment is grounded and emotional intimacy is happening, the final piece of the triangular model can be experienced. Drum roll, please. And that is passion. Come on. I knew you were going to say that. So again, coming back to Greek language one more time, the word here is eros which means passion, lust, pleasure. It is an appreciation for your spouse's physical being or beauty and is driven by attraction and sexual longing. So it describes the desire and it's most similar to what we think of as romantic, passionate love between spouses. This component of love drives the romantic and sexual love, which involves heart, soul, mind, and body of a husband and wife. Mm. So heart sharing emotions, feelings, deep affection, the mind, we know our minds engage, we have positive thoughts toward our spouse, and we make strong decisions in our mind around our spouse and body. We get that, of course. Yep. Yep. But the soul, very interesting. We know one soul is connected to another soul in a sexual relationship. God's word lets us know in several places in his word that this is the case, but I'm just going to highlight one. In Mark 10, 8, it says, they, referring to husband and wife, are no longer two, but one flesh. So passion is dependent on commitment and emotional intimacy, they all three build and strengthen one another. Yeah, that's really good. But every couple's triangle is going to have times when it's shifting, changing in shape and size. So sometimes commitment may be stronger than emotional intimacy. Sometimes emotional intimacy may be stronger than passion. It's going to take different shapes through different seasons of life. And as Lisa mentioned earlier, the triangle will get, what was the word? Cattywampus. Cattywampus. That's right. Balance is a really solid goal. However, life does not always allow for complete balance. So there's going to be struggle, hurts, and damage to any side impacts the whole. So it's important to continually work and grow your commitment to one another. So practice your promise every day. Some things that you can do here is you can weed selfishness and feed service. Be intentional by developing your emotional intimacy. Think about this. Don't get comfortable being with each other because comfortability leads really to complacency. Right. And it's easy to fall in that trap as a husband and wife. Haven't you heard that saying that familiarity breeds contempt? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it just it's good to stay fresh and on our toes with one another. So you have to constantly be working on that friendship, the affection, right? We also know this, just a brief example, is when you are struggling with health and after babies, there's a season that physically you're not yourself. And those two other sides really come in strong then and keep our marriage strong. Right. Because maybe the passion's not as active. That's right. So our love strong. That's what I should say. 
But on a daily basis, regular basis, we need to make passion a priority, right? If you've been married for any amount of time, you already know that the way TV and the movies portray sex and passion is not reality. Correct. It takes care for one another, commitment, and some creativity at times to keep your sex life humming. So there you go. Love is more than a feeling and deeper than a crafty slogan or a line of a song. That's right. So we hope you found this content helpful. We'd love to hear your thoughts and answer questions you have about what we've shared. You can email us at hello at artespousing.com or direct message us on Instagram and Facebook at Art of Spousing. If you did find this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. You can also help other people find the podcast by rating the podcast and leaving us a review. We hope you join us next week. We have our lifelong friends, Dave and Bethany Cush on the show with us. Have a great week and we will see you next time on the Art of Spousing podcast. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.